My name's Tomo and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube. But this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you're listening and let's crack on. And we are live. Welcome to the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix post race chinwag race report. Let's talk about it shall we thank you all for joining me live on youtube roll intro thank you all for watching after the fact on youtube and listening with your ears wherever you are in the world thank you for coming and i had to don the full kit because rebel have won the 2023 constructors championship hat hoodie box no i've not got rebel underwear don't worry um i've, I've worn this like once this hoodie um and it's, it's quite, I quite like the fit on it. And this is actually quite a nice cap. So there you go. Navy, all matches, right? Um, you, you, what's, what's the term? What's the term that I'm looking for? Um, I've always been a huge um, proponent of Red Bull. It's kind of like a glory hunter, kind of, you know? It's like a hunt the glory. I, can't, I can't, can't do that in football as a West Ham fan. But in Formula 1, I've always been Red Bull and only Red Bull, of course. <laughs> and yes, I am on time. Well done, me. Well done, me. Now, obviously, this morning was a very early start. I was up at, I set my alarm at 3.30 UK time, AM. Um, got up, showered, out the door at like, just gone four. Went to Last Lap Studio, filmed Last Lap from 5.30 onwards. Did the podcast afterwards. Had some breakfast, got home at like 11 a.m. And actually, I feel all right. Although, I was, I, I did have a whole litre, if you if you watch the stream, I had a whole litre bottle of like uh, iced coffee and I drank the whole thing. So, I needed a few toilet breaks after. But I feel like, and I feel all right. I've got, my energy's good. I had like three hours sleep, but my energy's good, okay? Got a ginger beer, my favourite. And uh, I'm... I've got all you wonderful people here. War Junior, Cosmo, Quinton, Sava, Alexis, TJD, Minton, Michael, Mini Ninja, MasterChef, TikTok, Joe, Dan, Will, Siddharth, Mercy, Denise, Leah, Adrian, Black Emergency, Ali, Liam Cameron, Simbru, Yulang, Thomas, Jozo, Freya, Danny, Kevin, Puff, Lol, Lol, Taya, Luca, Daniel, Vincent, Chaos, Christina. Thriller. So... Let's get into it, shall we? Let's talk all about the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix. We are, of course, going to start with a race rating. So please, in the live chat, give me an idea out of 10 what you thought of the race, okay? Now, it wasn't... Mm, we didn't get the battle with the front. Um, unfortunately, McLaren couldn't do what they did in Singapore and jump max at the start. Almost, but not quite. So... There's going to be, a, oh, I'm seeing a lot of a variation as well. I'm seeing a lot of variation in your scores. So, um, And again, quick reminder, uh, this live stream will be uploaded to audio only on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, blah, blah, blah. So if you just want to listen, you can listen, all right? Or even if you don't, some, maybe you can't get to YouTube at some point. Just just go on it and just, just you know, because then you don't have to look at me wearing full red ball kit, you know? No shame. No shame. Right, I'm seeing... Wow, okay. I'm seeing... 
I'm seeing a lot of sixes, a lot of sevens, a few fives, a few fours. Um, okay, I'm not really seeing any higher than seven. So I'm going to go, let's now do the poll on um, of 10. Rate the race out of 10. So we've got four options because YouTube hasn't added more still. Um, so seven or more, uh, six, five, or four or less for the 2023 Japanese Grand Prix start poll. Now I've already done mine, okay? You can see I'm not fiddling around with Photoshop. I'm not trying to change my score just to appease you, okay? Okay, you got your opinion, I got mine, right? right. And that's that's fine, all right, we're loud. I'm not telling you mine. I wanna know yours, right? I, I wanna get, so if you're here live, then get your, uh, get your race rating out of 10 in the, in the live chat, please. Again, five is five is bang average. Ten is the greatest race of all time. One is the stinkiest of stinkers. Absolute bore fest. Um, so yours is six. Do you think, Paulius? Do you think mine's a six? Interesting. Interesting. Now, obviously, Suzuka, fantastic circuit. All in all, I think most people enjoy Suzuka as a track. It's a proper driver's track. There was. Uh, there was a decent amount of overtakes. I think there was mainly because there was a bit of tire offset between people. You had a few people starting on softs, quite most on mediums. Obviously, the early safety car, so like Ocon box for hards because he had a puncture and kind of did two hards. Um, so it was usually offset that was bringing overtakes, but there were overtakes. There were also some pretty, pretty appalling moments of uh, lapses of judgment. Um, could we say from from a couple of drivers who we will get into? Um, don't you worry. Um, wow. Okay. So rate racing at rates the race out of ten. Seven percent of you have given it four or less. Nineteen percent of five. Forty six percent of you have given it a six out of ten. So just above average. And twenty eight percent of you have given it a seven or more. Well, you know what? I am look. I, I watched the race live on the last lap, okay? Had a good time, right? It's nice watching the race with with friends, okay? Doing the stream. And I've watched the extended highlights afterwards and refreshed my mind, my, my tired, fatigued mind at what happened. You lot are well generous, man. I'm giving this a four. I've given this one a four. I'm sorry, I'm part of the 8%. It's 8% now. This was not an above average race. This was... Ugh. There was moments, but no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't I can't give it more than a four. Maybe a five, maybe a five, but but absolutely not more than a five. Come on. Come on. Look, come on. Let's not let's not get it twisted. This race was eh. Eh. It was I wouldn't go as far to say it was a bad race, but it's not it's not a well, it may be memorable for Certain weird decisions, um, both driver decisions and FIA checker related decisions, which again we'll get into. Come on, come on. You can't give this more than a five absolute maximum. I, I don't know, man. 45% of you have given this a six. Uh, that even as Max Verstappen's biggest fan and Christian Horner's biggest fan, I can't give this maybe a five, but I've given it a four. I've given it a four. Um, 
each to their own. Hey, each to their own. And look, I still had a good time, okay? A 4 out of 10 F1 race, I still enjoy it, okay? It's just a banger. 10 out of 10 is far from that. Far from I mean, Max won by, what, 19.4 seconds in the end. Maybe if Checo hadn't held up Lando, because Lando seemed to think he lost about 10 seconds behind Checo onto the VSC, but he still would have been miles off the back of Max. And, you know, and the Mercedes gave us a bit of um, a bit of drama, which again we'll get into a bit of <laughs> a bit of friendly fire. And I've told you a lot about this. I said they don't work as teammates. It's Hamilton Rosberg all over again. This is not the last time we'll see it. But um, but there we go. I've given it a four. Deal with it. Deal with it. And again, I, I wanted to do the stream tonight just to, you know, I'm feeling good. We've had enough time to reflect on the race. Let's do it. And then I'm going to sleep really well tonight. Really well. <laughs> I know you're not happy with me, but it's, it's fine. You know, it was fair in love and more. So let's reflect on the race results for round 17 of the 2023 Formula 1 season. Max Verstappen wins and gets fastest lap. A pretty exceptional race. Fantastic qualifying lap on Saturday as well. Uh, managed to get it into the 28s. Super impressive and uh, took fastest lap in the race. Did, had a poor start, but just did enough to hold off Piastri and then Norris around the outside. Um, I mean, I know uh, Oscar said he got a bit of wheel spin when he um, made his first shift up and he feels like he could have got more alongside Max potentially. We'll never know. He did what he needed to do to hold on. Um, but yeah, double double podium for McLaren as well. And, and pretty comfortable in the end, really, wasn't it? Like a Ferrari Leclerc was not close, really, enough to, to properly challenge the McLarens um, on pace today. So Charles Leclerc, P4. Lewis Hamilton, P5. Carlos Sainz, P6. George Russell, P7. In the end, going for the one stop, which was always going to be a, a long shot around Suzuka, super high wear. Um, Alonso holding on to P8 in what is a very ass... Martin uh, right now and then Ocon Gasly Gasly fuming fuming at the end um, which is yeah it's kind of interesting that Gasly's got a Gasly is um, Gasly wears his heart on his sleeve he's got a temper on him like people you know people jump on yeah I think Yuki does maybe a bit a bit unfairly targeted just because yes Yuki has the capability of getting very riled up in the car, which he doesn't that, I would say he's definitely got better with that. But Gasly, my goodness, like when Gasly goes off on one in the car, he goes off on one. And that's exactly what he did um, at the end of the race. And I kind of get it, but also, come on, Pierre. Come on, Pierre. You don't need to put that out into the world um, for people to for people to know anyway. But that's it. Well, yeah, Gasly should have been number nine. That's the thing. But he wasn't. But he wasn't. And then Lawson Sonoda, 11 and 12. Joe, P13. Both the Haas, the final two finishes. Five retirements. Both Williams, Lance, Checo, and Valtteri. So, yeah. Um, not a great day for Williams. Not a great day for Checo. Um, awful Romeo. Once again, Haas, terrible. That's, that's a race review. Rounded up, pretty much. So how does that affect the driver standings after 16 of 22? Well... Max is on the 400, 
400 points. Okay, he's leading the constructors all on his own. And they've won the constructors now as well. So no worries. Perez, only 33 ahead of Lewis Hamilton as well. 177 behind Max Verstappen is Checo. Um, Fernando Alonso, 16 behind Hamilton, but given their trajectory, that's a long gone. Um, Science Leclerc, not too far behind Alonso. They could definitely, I think both Ferraris could catch Alonso. Um, that could definitely be on the cards. And Norris technically goes ahead of Russell. More P2s. Um, same number of points, 115, which, I mean, that speaks volumes. Considering how bad McLaren were up until Austria, which was like round, I don't know, seven, whatever it was, when they got the first upgrade for Lando's car, for Norris to be now joint on points with Russell is pretty mad. Um, big jump up from Oscar as well. And that's about it. No many. Not too many other movers going on. And all the graphics look correct for once, I think. I know, I'm tempting fate by doing that, but there we go. So that's how the standings are. And we have the first crowned official champion. It's the Constructors. It's Red Bull. 623 points. They cannot be caught now. Um, not the best day for Mercedes. They needed to have a much better day to have any chance. It was never going to happen, was it? Of course it wasn't. Um, no positions moved, but McLaren closed, closed that gap to Aston Martin to 28 plus 21. 49 points. 49 points. 49 points. 49 points. That is very, very doable, considering Stroll is rarely in the points and Fernando struggling to get top 10 because that Aston Martin has not kept up. Okay, They brought all their upgrades early doors. They needed to cash in as much as they could, which they did with Fernando, to be fair. But because Lance wasn't holding up his end of the bargain at the start of the year, then... They're going to get caught, which, I mean, a bit more ATR for next year. It's not the end of the world, but, I mean, I think Aston Martin at the start of this year, if you'd have offered them P5 and the Constructors, I think they'd probably have taken it. Um, but then, considering, you know, after like five, six races, if you'd have offered them P5, which it looks like they're going to get P5 in the end this year, probably, um, they would have been like, what? Hang on. Whoa, hang on a second. Chill out. Um, but yeah, McLaren cooking at the minute. McCooking indeed. There we go. Right, cool. Bangers and clangers time. Now, change bangers and clangers format a little bit. Just eh, not too much really. I'm just gonna drip feed you the uh, the my bangers and clangers, and then we'll reflect on yours. I did put the poll out. We got about 1,600 votes, I think it was, um, or maybe 1,400. I can't actually remember, but I did put it on the graphic. So, bangers and clangers 2023 Japanese Grand Prix. In my opinion. Because that is the only correct opinion, of course. So, banger drive. First of all, banger drive. Which driver stood out to me and gets the banger drive? I mean, it's it's Max. Like, it's usually Max, okay? And that lap was unreal on Saturday. Fantastic job. Led from the front. Didn't lose position. Got a bit of a poor start is the only, but he held position. He did what he needed to do to keep Lando behind and then controlled the race. We barely saw him. Oracle, right, these lot, fuming. Didn't see the car all race. The only Red Bull you saw was, was Checo and his shenanigans at the back. Like, zero airtime because he was just up there on his own. And probably, you do wonder, like, Max couldn't open 
even though he did get fastest lap, he couldn't open enough of a gap to Lando to safely pit um, for a fresh set of softs. He did get fastest lap anyway, but obviously with Lando maybe getting held up, maybe that gap wasn't too bad. I think Lando, you know, Lando is known post-race. He can be quite down and he's very he's very blunt and like very realistic, which, uh, you know, I don't begrudge him for that at all. But he was actually fairly positive, like Max wasn't getting away, um, where maybe Max could have on another day. So, yeah, I'm giving it to Max. Obviously, plenty of potential drivers could have gone for this. But Max weekend, and then to round out the constructors in Suzuka as well, with such a, a dominant display, back again, all right? Yes, obviously, the technical directive clearly didn't affect Red Bull. <laughs> clearly, that was a coincidence, but whatever. Um and yeah, Max Verstappen banger drive. So Clanger drive. And again, there's, well, there's two main people who come to mind, of course. Um, I've gone for, for Logan. I've gone for Logan. Big shunt in qualifying, which uh, made his, his team out to work overtime. They had to build a third car, didn't they? Like the third chassis, um, technically. So he had to start from the pit lane and then take a 10 second. And then he just takes out Bottas. And I'm like, my goodness. My goodness. Oh, Logan. It's not good. It's not good, is it? It's not good. Um, yeah. But you know what as well? Logan, I feel for him. But the cheek of him post-race, when you listen to the drivers talking post-race um, on the F1 YouTube channel, and he kind of like half... He was like, I'm surprised Bottas didn't like see me lock up and try and cut back. I was like, no, 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 no. Just hold hold that, Logan. Like, come on. That, that was on you. That was not on Bottas. All right. Just, just accept. Okay. Accept the L. It's not been good and it seems to be snowballing. And it's, you know... Look, the team keeps saying that there's pace there and he keeps saying about, you know, he's he's, he's happy with the weekends up to a point um, in terms of the pace. But, you know, when you're making these mistakes and again, look, this is a track where, uh, you know, Album, well, Album was nowhere in qualifying. It wasn't great in qualifying. Who knows? Because he had contact straight away early doors, but not good for Logan. Checo, you're lucky that you've uh, you've got away with this one, mate. Don't worry, but we will get into you, okay? We will get into you. Okay, so those are my bangers and clangers driver-wise. For team, team banger, I mean, it's obviously McLaren, isn't it? Come on now. I mean, it, McLaren 1-2, first 1-2 for the season for them. Um, comfortably, fairly comfortably clear of Ferrari. Quite comfortably the second quickest car, which I'm trying to think. I guess... I don't know. I'm trying to think the last time a team looked comfortably second quickest to Red Bull, ignoring Singapore, of course. When was the when was the last time, chat, that a team looked as comfortable in second place? I'm trying to kind of remember, like, was there a race where Mercedes were comfortably the second quickest car? Yeah, Aston actually. Aston, probably. Monza, yeah, Monza. Oh yeah, of course Monza. Sorry, I'm stupid. I did, I did completely forget Monza. 
Um, Aston at the start of the season, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Ferrari at Monza. I wouldn't say anywhere else though. I would. I wouldn't say. Oh my god, Newcastle won seven nil. Wow, and that's away at Sheffield United. Damn. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I think. Yeah, Ferrari at Monza. I guess Ferrari at Azerbaijan as well. Yeah, qualifying, but but either way, McLaren can be. I mean, man, the turnaround's crazy. The turnaround at Woking, insane. And credit to them. Massive credit to them. Um, credit to, to you know, you got to give credit to Zach for making the changes that he did because clearly, you know what? Like, I used to be a big proponent of uh, Andreas Seidel. I mean, Stella's come in and, you know, they got Key out as well and they've changed things up and they've turned it around very quickly. And Seidel's gone to awful Romero. And they're even more... They've got worse, it seems. But we'll get on. No, it's not 8 0, is it? Oh my goodness. Whoa. I'm sorry, any Sheffield United fans who might have come to this live stream to avoid what's going on. 8 0, bruv. That is mad. 8 0. Oh my goodness. Anyway, right. Next. So, Banger Team McLaren, easy, easy dub. Clanger Team. Now, there's a good bunch of potential ones here for me i've given it to aston martin now williams double retirement Haas right at the back awful romero being awful aston martin got p8 points well hang on no 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 because lance stroll's rear wing was buggered for like no clear reason right so they was lance stroll caught in contact Regardless, right, that's a retire stroll, right? He's doing all right, and then that's retiring. And then Fernando, my gods, fed into the Lions. The pace is just falling off a cliff. The thing is, Williams, Albon got caught out of nowhere with, I mean, there was nothing he could do. Logan was being Logan. How can, I can't put too much responsibility on Williams. They literally rebuilt Logan's car overnight and like a third chassis. So I, I, f I feel kind of bad trying to like, like slam Williams too much because it was more on Logan and bad luck for Alex. Whereas Aston Martin, Aston Martin, man, like, why is, why is Lance Stroll, Stroll's rear wing just randomly breaking? It's not good enough. Why, why, why are you pitting Fernando too early and then leaving him to, nah. Sorry, I... I try with the clangers with the teams. I try and focus on what the team did, not the drivers, the, the team strategy and all that. And also, the car is just falling off a cliff. It's terrible, terrible. So, strong will be faster on the straights. Um, and I still have to take responsibility for that Lance retirement. As far as I'm aware, as far as I'm aware, he didn't get damage like contact damage, they just the rear wing broke for no reason. So, there you go. That is my explanation for my uh, for my votes. They're my bangers and clangers this weekend. Now, obviously, I have my own perspective. But again, I ask you, like I always do, for your bangers and clangers. And they are as follows. Boom. 1,406 votes. So thank you for voting, all who voted. Uh, banger drive Oscar Piastri, 40% of the vote. Which, I get it. This is first podium, okay? Bit generous. Bit generous. Like, you know, 
I've got a lot of time for Oscar, right? Objectively, he was quite a bit slower than Lando race pace wise. Yes, he outqualified Lando. First time ever at Suzuka. Impressive. Don't get me wrong. But he was quite a bit slower than his teammate in race pace. So I can't I can't give him it personally. But it's fine. You know, most impressive, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, given the context, fine. 40% Oscar Piastri, 28% Verstappen, 25% Norris, great drive from Lando, 2% Lawson, rep, rep that, I'll rate that. Um, Klanger drive, as you can see, not too many options here because the votes were so focused on two drivers that there was no point putting anyone else in. 90% of you gave Klanger to Sergio Perez. Ah, Checo, 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 Checo. Oh, man. Damn. This guy is uh, just... Mm. I don't know if you saw... Uh, yeah, I, You know what? I was feeling kind of... I actually posted it. You know, I said I had a litre of coffee. Iced coffee. Well, after I finished the live show, I was, you know... Passing some of that. And I was... And then I tweeted, basically asking, whose, whose season was worse, Albon's 2020 or Perez 2023? <laughs> and like, look at my Twitter. It's, it's a bit of a whitewash. Obviously, recency bias is a thing, of course, right? Checo's just had one of the worst weekends of his F1 career. But... But yeah, um, either way, not a good day for Checo. And we will get into that. 7% uh, of you gave it to Sargent. 7% um, Sargent, which is is a lot less than it should be. I mean, Sargent had a bad weekend. Um, and then Checo was faffing about under the VSC as well, wasn't he? But yeah, whatever. Both of them shockers, all right? They can go in jail on their own. You know, I hope um, the next really 3D video has... Perez and Sergeant in in the jail at some point. Okay, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. Thank you, Vizlo, for the five Canadian banger. I hardly. Mm. Well, look, Vizlo, there you go. <laughs> Thank you for the five Canadian, buddy. Appreciate it. Oh dear, you you almost got me. Um, banger team. 94% McLaren, of course. 4% Red Bull, fine. Yeah, constructors. That's cool, makes sense. Clanger team, 56% of you went Williams. 15% um, Alfa Romeo. 13% Aston Martin. 7% Mercedes, okay? Um, there are many, many potentials, okay, in the team. Um, I mean, the fact that Haas, who finished last of all of the runners who finished the race, aren't even in your top four, for Clangers, speaks volumes, okay? That speaks volumes. They weren't even in the top four. I had to double... I was, I was like, and there's no way Haas didn't even make the top four, and they didn't make the top four, so... I mean, by their standards, yeah. A Haas bag. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. Right, sweet. Let's go through team by team now, and let's wrap this thing up, okay? Let's wrap this by going through all the teams, starting with Williams... Um, I yeah, because Albon was actually kind of going into this weekend. He was kind of positive, more so than he was, you know, way more than he was about Zanvil, and Zanvil was pretty good. Um, not yeah, Q two is like minimum expectation of Alex now. 
in that Williams. Um, and also, yeah, I did forget Williams, didn't I? I think last post-race, I forgot Williams. Um, thank you, Lucas, by the way, for the uh, 249. Perez getting out again to serve penalty was a farce. We will get into that, Lucas. Um, thank you for the super chat, buddy. Appreciate it. But um, yeah, it was it was uh, it, it was interesting from Red Bull. Certainly, uh, challenging the the assumptions that we have around the rules. But it was within the rules. But it won't be for much longer. Um, yes, Alex was quite confident. You know that that lap one. Well, before even turn one incident, the pincer because you, what you had. Ocon on the right, Albon on the left, Bottas in the middle, and obviously Ocon's kind of drifting over to the left. He obviously, he must not, I don't think he could see Alex because Alex was almost, like Alex was closer to the side of Ocon than Bottas was. I think he knew Bottas was there and was trying to kind of squeeze him over. But then, I mean, I'm assuming Ocon didn't purposefully just close the gap and, you know, initiate the contact, which, you know, Bottas had nowhere to go, so... It was um, very unlucky for Alex. Chucked him half a mile in the air. How he carried on for as long as he did. That Williams is, is made of strong stuff. Um, not strong enough though. And he did have damage. So they retired the car. And then Logan. I guess we now need to talk about Logan, don't we? So um, he did a Kubitza 2019, didn't he? In a qualifying. Remember that one? That was a really scary one for, for Robert when he rips the front left on off on that final corner back when that Williams was absolute awful car. That 2019 Williams was iconically bad. And um, yeah, not good for Logan. The team worked overnight. Again, had to take the third car penalty, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, he's, he's kind of going for... He was going for the... Was he going for the move on Bottas as well? Was Bottas going for the move on him? I can't remember. All I know is that he, Sergeant's on the inside. He's locking up. And he just pummels into the side of Valtteri, um, which would go on to end Valtteri's race. And Logan, once again, second weekend in a row. I mean, I'd love to know the... Logan's definitely... Bottas was going for the move. Cool. I, I would be fascinated to know how much damage Logan has caused to Williams in terms of monetary loss and obviously look team personnel time loss as well right I mean he's had a lot of shunts it's been quite you remember um 21 where you had Sonoda Mazepin and Schumacher and them three were just destroying cars left right and center um that three million do you reckon it's only that much yeah maybe maybe it's um not as much as I thought it would would be, but yeah, it's uh, it's not good. And look, I've talked about this before. You know, when I talked about Logan being in trouble, you know, a Williams a team that can afford to take, you know, risks, risks for want of a better term, um, with a young driver, and accept because I think Logan will improve with time. I think any driver is going to improve with time, and I think Logan, you know, you look at his junior career. You know, him fighting with Porsche and, and Piastri in that F3 um, championship in 2020. You know, that doesn't happen if you don't have ability and talent. And, you know, it, he's having a tough time of it. I think Albon's a really strong teammate. I think Piastri is clearly generational. I think from what we're seeing anyway, um, he's much closer to Lando. Lawson's done a fantastic job. It just piles the pressure more on Logan. Um, 
But also, you know, if, if Williams, you know, it, there, there's nothing in it for Williams to take on Lawson because they're just given, you know, seat time to a driver that they're going to lose at the end of next year to a direct rival, you know, probably Alpha Tauri or whatever, whatever they're going to be called next year. So, yeah, and, and look, remember Williams, originally Williams were going to have Piastri, weren't they? Because Alpine brokered a deal with Williams to take Piastri for a, a year, probably, maybe two, um, and then keep Fernando in the Alpine. But then obviously that all then quickly fell apart. So Williams wanted, which Albon Piastri would have been a sick little lineup. I'm not going to lie. Seeing how good Piastri's been at, uh, at McLaren, like that would have been a sick little lineup. It wasn't to be. They gave Logan the opportunity. Again, I mean, he. Sonoda was washed in his first season, but with the Honda backing and the lack of junior drivers coming up, he, he, he was safe and he's been able to improve. Maybe there isn't a clear. I, I don't think Drogovic's yay 1F2, it took three seasons to win it, which, okay, fine. But he did win it quite convincingly. Did a very good job. Do I think he'd do a better job than Sargent? Maybe. I mean, he's done quite a bit of F1 car running with Aston Martin. Um, do I see Drogovic getting into that Aston Martin anytime soon? Look, I mean, Stroll's, I don't know. Stroll started very early, so so maybe he does, you know, throw in the towel and go the De Vries way of Harvard. Fancies something different in life. I don't know. I think, you know, Stroll's not going to get any any better. I wouldn't have thought so anyway. So, yeah, I, I think Sergeant's seat is... is rightfully at risk like come on of course this this ain't charity this is formula one you know it's meant to be the 20 best most promising drivers in the world and piastri and lawson have shown that you know you look at something like lando lando rookie season he out qualified carlos science 11 10 yeah he scored less points but you know came in straight away carlos science super established lando didn't even win f2 you know albon kind of almost matched kvyat Slightly behind, but Kvyat was established. He definitely didn't look out of sorts relative to Kvyat. And then got the Red Bull seat. And actually, that was his best stint at Red Bull at the end of 2019 was for Alex. You know, overtaking Vettel around the outside. Or into Lagos, turn one. What I'll never forget that move. Um, you know, I mean, George, he was in a Williams. And what more could he do? You know, Charles, he was alongside Marcus Ericsson in an Alfa Romeo that was pretty awful Romeo at the time. And he pulled out, he what, like three P7s at the end of the year or something. Uh, in say 2019 rookies were exceptions, but what about, you know, the rookies we're seeing, and I think, you know, Schumacher, Mazepin, Sonoda were bad rookies. Like they were. But like, you look at other rookies outside of them, you know, Lawson, Piastri, Norris, Russell, Albon, like, it's not an excuse for me, it's not an excuse, like, you should be, if you can come in, it's not too much to ask, but it's basically what I'm saying, and I think, like, like Logan's not holding up his end of the, of, of the bargain, against, you know, I rate Albon, of course, do I think Albon is, a, you know, a Lando Norris, do I think he's, is Charles Leclerc, like, level of speed, I don't, no, I don't, I, I don't think I've, I've, I've not seen enough to, have that opinion. Yeah, I think he's doing really well. I think he's doing great, right? His form's amazing right now. But do I think he's got the speed of those guys? No. And yet Piastri has come in alongside Norris and he's 
he's not that far off. He's he's not there, but he's not far off. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't really know what Williams do. Because, again, if they give Logan another season, then, you know, he would improve and he is their driver. And if it comes good with Logan, it could be really good. And maybe he's just a bit of a slower burner. Maybe not. You know, I mean, you know, I'd love to see Polo in that seat, but that's not going to happen. So, yeah, once a forget for Williams. Bit of an L. Alpha Tauri. Now, I was expecting more from these. Um, I know in my pre-race, they were kind of my bold prediction to be really good. And P11, P12, not great. Um, they were... It was really nice. It was cool to see Lawson like go for it. You know what I mean? He knows he's not got a seat in the Alpha Tauri or the Red Bull next season. Um, he's reserve. He could just go for it. Quality little battle with Sonoda. Both of them, they kept it clean as well, which was which was sick. Sonoda, Sonoda felt they should have swapped positions at the end because he was coming through on fresher tyres. He had more pace, but he couldn't get the moves done. Obviously, it's Azuka. They say you need about a second and a half to actually... You need that delta to get the move done. And... Um, but yeah, super, super impressive from Lawson again. He, you know, he's got the most recent experience at, at Suzuka, isn't he? Because um, he did earlier this year in Super Formula. And then he's doing the season finale um, at Suzuka for Super Formula on the weekend in the Mexican Grand Prix as well. So I want to try and watch that race if I can. Because um, obviously I'm extra interested now. Because um, Lawson is got, it's a bit of a long shot. It looks like Miata is going to win the title. But he's ahead of, um, he's ahead of Nigeri, so... And he's in a Mugen um, Super Formula car. So, yeah, Lawson's well-positioned there to potentially win Super Formula. The, the thing is with Liam, right, when you look at his racing record, I, I was I was talking about this earlier on the old Last Lap podcast, right, which you should check out if you, if you want a nice podcast to listen to about the F1, which comes out on Tuesdays at about 6 p.m. We usually put it out. Um, Liam Lawson, like his racing career, I've ju I'm just going to pull up his Wikipedia Total Wolf. Wikipedia. Yeah, I know, right? Ugh. Ugh, Wikipedia. Ugh. Right, so I just want to like go through, right? So his racing record in like open wheelers, right? Open wheelers. Open wheelers. And I want to start at ADAC F4 2018, second, right? Then Euro Formula 2019, second. Total Racing Series 2019, first. FIA Formula 3, 2020, fifth. Toyota Racing Series, 2020, second. F2, 2021, ninth. So, the, on the weaker end. But then, DTM second, should have been first, right? We know your crimes, van der Linde, right? We don't, don't forget them. And then, F2 last year, third. And then, Super Formula this year, second. Could well be first. Liam's not one, like... He's won what? Again, Toyota Racing Series 2019 and some New Zealand Championship in 2016, right? But he's always up there. And that consistency of being up there is very impressive. And you look at what he did in DTM. He smoked Alex. He did. He did. He was the better driver over the course of the year. Me, me as an Albon fan, right? In 2020, watching that DTM season with Lawson, like most of the time beating Alex and looking quicker than Alex, I was like, oh, this is like watching West Ham. <laughs> the team slash driver I love getting beaten. Like, this is like watching West Ham, like losing in like an FA Cup 
final match against like, I don't know, Crawley or something. It was just, I was like, oh God, Alex is like, except for what he should be doing well, he's getting beaten by Liam. Oh God. And to be fair, at the time I didn't, I didn't rate, obviously now I'm like, well, Liam's clearly like, he's got, he's got that dog in him. You know what I mean? But, and look, you're right, Casper, maybe he's meant for GT racing. It's a different discipline, but again, it shows versatility, which is very important in a driver. Very important. Very important in a driver. Liam's, he's a serious driver for sure. Absolutely. He really is. Perez isn't even worthy to beat Max's. Eggs Benedict, that is a odd thing to say. But there you go. To be honest, you should get the Williams seat. Again, what's in it for Williams? Um, Sonoda, you know, would be a bit disappointed he lost position to to, to Liam. Um, in the end, he was, he did seem quicker race pace wise, but just, you know, the team weren't going to let him have a go on. He didn't really, there wasn't, you know, he wasn't going to be able to catch the Alpine. So, yeah, I mean, very good from Liam once again. Yuki was was okay. Strategy, eh, a bit for, for Liam, but, for Yuki, sorry, but all in all, it's, it's, 11 and 12, just outside the points again. You know, Liam's almost got points two races in a row. Three races in a row. Well, you got P11 in um, the race. What race was it? I can't, I can't remember the race. What was the race? Find the race. What was it? What was the race? It was the Italy, wasn't it? Yeah, Monza. Monza, he got P11 as well. Yeah, there you go. And, I mean, Zanvoort, he wasn't a mile off as well. Like, every race, like, Liam's either got in the points or really close. So, well done, Liam Lawson. Happy for you. Happy for you. Not too much more to say. Upgrades weren't as good as I was hoping they would be. All for Romero. All for again. They were slowest in qualifying in every sector. Joe um, extended track limits, so his time got deleted. So, he was... Stone dead last when he no sorry sergeant was stone dead last was he yeah he was um and then Bottas you know 16 so both out in Q1 all for a man when does Audi arrive I mean right now Audi are like oh do we do we really oh is this really the team like I don't know it's not they need a jump up seriously next year man because. I do wonder what they're, how they're going to brand that team next year. Whether it's just going to be Sauber. Because the way they're performing, Audi aren't going to want their name anywhere near it until they can at least get into like the midfield. Yeah, it's just it's just a bit it's just a bit rubbish, isn't it? There's, there's really not much to say. Bottas got taken out. Joe. Joe had an alright recovery. He seemed pretty happy post-race, to be fair. He came back to P13. So finished ahead of the two Haas. And didn't not finish. Whoop de doo. Like, I've not got much more to say than that. Sorry. Um, and talking of Haas, absolute ass from Haas once again. Um, that US spec Austin Grand Prix better be a Red Bull beater, I swear to God. Um, yeah, man, Haas nowhere. Again. Magnussen got taken out by Perez, Hulkenberg. Yeah, per um, one thing, Magnussen does seem to have, he's what, two qualities in a row, I think now, he's beaten Hulkenberg. 
he seems to be starting to get on top of this car, which is which is nice to see because he's a very good driver. Is is Kevin? And I think we won't see him and seeing him at his best with this car, but he seems to be somewhat sorting it out. It's relative, of course. He's still towards the back, but he did out qualify. Um, K Mag, um, sorry, Hulkenberg again. Did they race? I thought they just ran qualifying. I mean, they might as well, might they? They might as well. Oh, Hass. Never mind. Can't win them all. Um, okay, Aston Martin. Uh, I want to talk about Aston Martin next. Again, uh, Stroll's rear wing just randomly broke, which is a bit of a shocker. Um, he also went out in Q2 or 1? One. Yeah, he went out in Q1. Because Fernando, to be fair, Fernando only just got through. Hang on, let me... Um, What was the... Uh, 2023 Singapore Grand Prix. Um, I'm sure Fernando only just squeezed through um, Q1 as well. I I think there was only a couple of cents between them. Let me double check. So Q1. Wait, it's not, it's, it's Japanese Grand Prix. I don't know why. This week, I keep calling it the Singapore Grand Prix in my head. Like when I did the thumbnail for this pre-race stream, I had the Singapore flag in the corner. And that was wrong with me. Why do I keep thinking this is Singapore? It's J- Japan, idiot. Um, yeah, so Q1, Fernando was um, 14th and he was that two tenths ahead of, of, um, of Lance, who was 17th. So Fernando, Fernando only made... Q2 by it was less than a tenth to Bottas. Alonso did a, a 30.971 and Bottas did a 31.049. So less than a tenth. So so Lance wasn't a mile off Fernando. Just just to give Lance a little morsel of credit. A little tiny bit, tiny bit of credit. Um Fernando did only just squeak through. So that Aston Martin was well off the pace um but yeah <laughs> again broken car for lance dodgy strategy for alonso they took my clanger team of the weekend and it's concerning this is the first time i feel like we've seen fernando get a bit get a bit like vex with the team you know what i mean getting a bit aggy on the radio um which to be like He's entitled to be, but I th- up to this point, it's all been very. Oh yes, Aston, a great work team. Oh, Lance is really good actually. Um, we're n- we're not going to be off the podium again. <laughs> oh, Fernando. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. Look, when you put yourself out there, be that Fernando Alonso or some mug like me, like when you say things, they exist forever. And when Fernando Alonso, after that. One Grand Prix that he wasn't on the podium said, don't worry, we won't be off the podium again this season. Unfortunately, the uh, team and car could not keep up their end of the bargain. So, um, yeah, bit concerning. Look, again, I think they took a massive step at the start of the year. And I know Fernando's talked about there's going to be an upgrade slash some upgrades potentially between now and the end of the year. Um, look, they got a hope that there's something, I mean, that they were, you look at the sectors as well. You look at the sectors in qualifying, they were 
bad in like sector two and three in particular. Not great in sector one either. So, um, yeah, it's look, it, it's McLaren had a bad start to the year. Now they're doing really well. Aston role reversal. We know that with these with these regulations and like teams tripping over each other, and like only Red Bull really like nailing it from the start and keeping on that same because the RB18 versus this RB19 as it is now like fundamentally obviously they've developed it loads but fundamentally it's it's the same philosophy because Newey just nailed it from the outset and Wache and the team the whole design team at Red Bull killed it obviously so yeah I think that you know Fellows needs to work out what's gone wrong if they lose P4 in the constructors yeah, all right, it's a bit of an L, but a little bit more wind tunnel time, a bit less prize money, but Lawrence has got the bag, in it. Um, So it's not going to be the end of the world. So, I mean, I'm sure Lawrence Stroll wipes his rear end with uh, less than $12 million, maybe. But I could see it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, like, the re F Fernando is in F1 to win. Like... He's 42 now. If he loses faith in this project, you know, Fernando's going to be in Aston Martin next season. If Aston Martin have this similar kind of thing where they're just, you know, maybe start the season well, but fall off or whatever. If, if Aston Martin can't show Fernando that they can fight for a championship in 20, I mean, obviously, ideally 24, but 25 if they can't give him that confidence, then what, what's in it for Fernando to stay? You know, like truly, truly. Because he's taking the punt on this team and it's looked like a blinder um, leaving Alpine, at least to start of the year. But then all of a sudden now the Alpine is like quite close to the Aston Martin. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, they've got the new factory. They've got all the facilities and all that. They just need to give Fernando the confidence. And right now, yeah, it's a dip. It's a dip. They haven't kept up, but but maybe Aston Martin. You know, they they came out the like they came out mad at the start of this year. Maybe they've just consolidated. You know, I know Aston have brought upgrades. I don't feel like they've brought upgrades at, at a rate like the others, um, like most other teams. Maybe they've consolidated and they're gonna you know come flying out the gates um, next season. I hope so. I'd love to see them at the front. I'd love to see Fernando fighting for a championship again because he he deserves more than two, in my opinion. Does Fernando? But yeah, ass to Martin, once again. Uh, Alpine next. Alpine, Alain Le Bleu, uh, both in the points. Yeah, really weird one. So, I mean, for, first of all, for Ocon to, what, he had a puncture lap one. Um, he was, oh, I can't remember what tyre he was on, but he came on for the hards when he got his, uh, when he got his tyres changed. So he ended up doing like a, it was technically a two stop um but he stopped like straight away it's the end of lap one and then put on two sets of hards so yeah Ocon um Ocon to recover to get into the points was pretty good it would have been P10 but basically basically Gasly was behind Ocon and then the team were like we'll let you go ahead of Esteban if you give the position back but I don't think that was properly communicated. 
you know? Like, clearly not, given Gasly's reaction anyway. Because then Ocon let Gasly pass. Gasly couldn't catch uh, Fernando. And then Alpine were like, right, reverse you two back. Um, and then Gasly very much like, you know, kind of threw his toys out the pram. Very, uh, very, very angry on the radio with the team. Very angry, very angry. Very, he's like, oh, I know what you're doing. It was a little bit like, oh, bloody hell. Like, All right, Gasly, I, I get it. You're frustrated, but I don't know. It, it, it does, it seems a bit, a bit much. Um, let me find the, uh, let me try and find a transcript actually, because many of you will not have seen, um, let me, oh, is there, there's like a transcript somewhere of exactly what he said. Actually, you know what? I can, I can probably just play the audio, can't I? Okay, so I'm gonna just desktop audio on. Try not to blow your eardrums out. Please, Pierre. Can't be here. Don't have to say anything now. We'll, we'll discuss it after. We'll discuss it after. Okay, let's check a flag. Let's check a flag. Scenario 12. Scenario 12. You can say anything else, Pierre? Oh, on this one, it's not. No, so so when he pulled out, he was kind of, he was going like that out of the car. <laughs> it's actually quite funny. You should find the clip. Um, kind of like giving a middle finger out of the car. Um, yeah, basically, uh, uh, Pierre was fuming. So he was he was he was not a happy boy. Not a happy boy at the end. Um, yeah, it, look, it, it's not it's not a good look. It's not been particularly well managed by Alpine. Clearly. And uh, for, for Gasly to be that wound up, that feels like a bit much to me. Like to be honest, like you've let you've been let past your teammate. Yeah, all right. Gasly thought he was quicker anyway, so he was like, "I was quicker than Esteban anyway." So if you didn't tell, like, I would have passed Esteban anyway. Yeah, you didn't have to tell me to. I can understand being Gasly, like Gasly being annoyed, but to go. Into that level of meltdown over that is a bit much for me. I'll be honest, it's a bit much for me, you know. Like, I'm not being funny. If, if like, <laughs> I'm not being funny. If Yuki Sonoda pulls that, then he's getting held to a different standard. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, right? Yeah, he, 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 like, I understand him being annoyed, of course, right? I get it, but to that extent, come on, come on. Yeah, it's it's not it's not worthy of and then it you know essentially creates a it, it creates a, a talking point at the end that just doesn't help, you know. But that's Alpine for you. But yeah, good recovery drive from Ocon. Good drive from Gasly from what we saw. Like not too much to he he, he outqualified Ocon. Ocon seemed to be he was a bit quicker, seemed to be a bit quicker in practice sessions, but nothing to say really is there. Nothing really to say on Alpine. Um, just Gasly getting a bit, bit overzealous, I think, with the, uh, with the upset. Um, all right, <clears throat> Mercedes, Mercedes. Wow. Okay. This is. Oh, we've still got that. I'm, I'm 55 minutes in. And I've not even talked about Mercedes, and I've not really talked about Checo either. How do, how do I manage this? How do I manage to talk on my own in a room? to a camera with 
1,330. Amazing people. How do I do it? Crazy. I don't know how Hannah puts up with me, honestly. So. Mercedes. Oh, Mercedes. What were you thinking giving them both two-year contracts? Look, I, I kind of, you know, in terms of individual talent, George, Lewis, together in a team, both incredibly talented racing drivers. All right, Lewis needs no explanation, okay? They're the only two qualifying uh, teammate parents. They're, they're eight, eight in qualifying. They are bang level, the two of them. Um, I think this year, Lewis has been quicker overall, um, and that does reflect in the points, of course. A big deficit between the two of them. And, um, yeah, it, it's balled over many a time, and they're not even fighting for wins. That's the thing. That's what's kind of crazy as well. You know, how often, you know, when you're fighting for a victory, right, you can understand more so than fighting for P5, P6. And I think, you know, Mercedes didn't really help themselves either in their management of it. So, first of all, I guess uh, what we had, George um, putting the move on Lewis at the start, which was a, it was a good move into the final chicane, but then Lewis got him back down the straight. Good little bit of scrapping, right? Good, good fighting. They gave each other racing room. That was good, like that. Then George went back on the attack through the. I can't. I can never do corner names. You know the one where basically George went for the outside. Lewis was on the inside, and look, it was it was a move that I think if like like Lewis went off the track defending. To stop George going around the outside. Like he, he did. Like Lewis didn't keep all four wheels on track. And George stayed behind. Like spoon, there you go. Like that, that's a fact, right? That, that's kind of a, um, a, a, a far less egregious version of what Max did to Lewis in Brazil 2021. Way less egregious. But because Max, Max pushed Lewis off to like, he, he pushed Lewis into Argentina right, from Sao Paulo, like, it was, it was crazy, right, um, this was, it was a bit naughty from Lewis, um, I think if they're not teammates, that's maybe getting a penalty, I mean, again, there's, there's runoff at Spoon, so it was fine, but that was, that was a bit naughty from Lewis, for sure, um, and then obviously George gets on the radio, and he's like, we should be racing others, not each other, blah, blah, blah. Which, I mean, George, you're like, I'm not being funny. You're the one on the attack. <laughs> if you don't want to race your teammate, you're the one who's behind who's attacking him. You know, that was a bit weird. Um, but yeah, and then then obviously Lewis comes into the pits because it feels like, you know, George had, had more pace at the time. Lewis seemed to be struggling a bit more on the... Um, on the tires and yeah look I... so then we come to obviously the towards the end I, I don't know I, I think that 
so again, we, we all know the scene. So George is doing the one-stop. He's ahead. Lewis is behind him. Science is behind Lewis. Now, by the time Lewis caught up to George, Science was about two seconds off the back of Lewis. So, outside of DRS. And, you know, if George lets Lewis pass, then, like, straight away, lets him pass, then George would immediately get eaten up by Carlos. And that's exactly what did happen in the end. Um, remember, Lewis also had damage from Perez. Is that confirmed? I didn't actually know that. Sure. Um, but, yeah, Lewis was Lewis was quicker. He was on the fresher tyres. George is ahead. And then, look, I, I understand what George was asking. He was kind of asking, look, if I can... You know, Lewis is in a better place to defend from Carlos than me. If I hold position ahead of Lewis, then... Lewis can defend Carlos. I can give Lewis DRS, kind of like what Science did to help out Lando to stop George from overtaking. Um, like, I, I get the premise, and but then obviously Mercedes kind of left it like really late, and then was like, okay, like Lewis is, is going to get past. Like, let let Lewis pass. And then George is behind, and then George obviously quite quickly gets overtaken. I mean, even with even with Lewis giving George DRS, which he kind of did, but not really. Um, Carlos was always going to overtake George. I mean, George's pace was in the mud, terrible pace. Um, yeah, and then George got overtaken quite easily by Science, and that was it. Um, science. You know, Lu Lu Science was within just over a second of Lewis. He kind of got in within a second a few times at the end. Um, I mean, that would have been a stinker if Miss if Lewis had lost position to Science. But, you know, because I think Science was, for him to stay as close as he did to the back of Lewis, I think he was, he had a quicker car underneath him, did Carlos. You know, Carlos was quite happy with his race. But, um, but yeah, Lewis held on to P5 in the end. And... Yeah, obviously, George brought out the uh, the PR at the end, PR answers, PR63, classic. Um, at the end, just being very much, oh, it's all fine, like, whatever. But, man, this Toto Wolf just uh, he's giving yourself one hell of a headache here. Yeah, science was very cold on the radio, he was. Um, yeah, no, science, science did, um, I think, as good a job as he could have. But, yes, Toto's... These two, man, they're not even fighting at the front and it just keeps happening. And Mercedes aren't controlling it. And to be fair, it's arguably almost an impossible job because you've got George coming in who's super talented, young. He wants to be the leader of that team, clearly. He's seen Lewis be the leader of that Mercedes team for so long with Valtteri as the perfect wingman, apart from in 2021 when he was terrible. The almost perfect wingman. And yeah, he's like George. George is moving a bit mad. He is moving a bit mad. Um, I think it takes two to tango. And again, Lewis was was naughty with like pushing George off in the way he did. You know, maybe it was a mistake. Maybe it, it wasn't. I don't know. But um, but yeah, it, look, it was entertaining. It was very entertaining. 
but it's a bit of a problem for Mercedes because, yeah, it's almost like they're too... It's not even just that they're too close. Because I think, you know, I think Lewis has an advantage over George. I do think he's quicker overall, um, particularly in the race. I think qualifying, yeah, it's 8-8 again. They're, they're very evenly matched in qualifying. But I think Lewis is the quicker driver. But I think George, George's attitude is, I don't know, he, he, he feel, feels to me like he's a little bit, he feels a bit entitled to me. I don't know about you lot. I, I, I think it's been quite, it's quite easy to, to criticise George as of late. But I think to, to, given the position he's in, I think he kind of has to play the, I think he has to play the team game a bit more. Because you, like, you're not, for, like if, if this was for race wins, I'd get it. Like the driver wants the, the win, the driver wants to, to take the championship. And I don't know. I just think that fighting for these kind of positions and just seeming to, I don't know. I don't feel like, I think George is prioritizing himself and his finishes too much over keep it over playing the long game I guess him like him and Lewis they're stuck together for the next two years at that team and when push come, when that car gets to a championship quality like he needs that team on his side and he needs his kind of teammate on his side to an extent as well like I don't know I just think it's um I've been a bit frustrated watching George recently and I think he could his talent's unquestionable, but I do think he needs to maybe have a bit of a rethink of his approach. Um, because this is, you know, he's he come into... Look, this kind of happened in 2007, didn't it? Where Lewis came into McLaren. Obviously, Fernando had only just joined McLaren as well, but he was joining as a two-time world champion, back-to-back. So Lewis came in as the young junior and took it to Alonso. Took it to Alonso. And them two tripping over each other. The difference was obviously then they were in a McLaren that was a championship, you know, battling McLaren. Um, and they both tripped over each other so much that Kimi came through and was like, I'll take the title. Thank you very much. Bosh. Lovely jubbly. So, yeah. And look, you know what? Like, to get in the defense of George, I can imagine, like, he spent three years at Williams in this awful car. It, not so bad towards the end. He had his, you know, days in the sun, wasn't it? Russia when he qualified super well in Spa when he got that P2 in the not race race. You know, he had his moments towards the end of that Williams tenure. But, you know, seeing both Lewis and Valtteri in a Mercedes fighting for championships, um, you know, all those years, you know, 2019, 2020, 2021. And then George finally gets his shot. You know, if George feels like he should have got that shot earlier, he said it before, he thinks after one year he should have got it. He, he felt he was ready sooner. And I think, you know, Sakir, that performance showed that he was ready because he outdrove Bottas in a car I'd never properly driven before in a race anyway. Um, so then to come into Mercedes and then get the W13, which is uh, was an absolute donkey. Um, and then to now be in this position where 
come on. Of course George was hoping to come into Mercedes and take the reins and, and, and be the next leader. But now they have... Like, Lewis ain't done. Lewis wants number eight. Lewis ain't finished. And you know that if they give... I still feel, you know, if Mercedes are in a position to have a car to fight for a title, if they're going to prioritise anyone, they're going to prioritise Lewis. Because that, that team feels, understandably, Mercedes will feel, and I'm sure will feel, that he owes Lewis a shot at an eighth title. And if push comes to shove, if Mercedes are going to pick, which, if you're going to fight for a title, you kind of have to. You kind of have to, really. And this is, again, the problem with not having a clear one, too. Then they're going to go for Lewis. That, to make Lewis eight-time world title winner, the statistically greatest of all time, with Mercedes on seven of those titles versus George getting one when they've still got maybe, I don't know, 10 years of George potentially, maybe more. They're going to prioritise Lewis. Of course they are. So, yeah, 2016 run it back. It's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's similar, man. And I'm just, I'm surprised that Toto is, I guess maybe he felt his hand, hand was forced to, to kind of bring George in and, rather than potentially lose George to someone else, because he's, again, he's matched Lewis Hamilton in qualifying. Like, no one's done that since Rosberg. I, I can't even remember, to be fair, I can't even remember Rosberg's record relative to Lewis in qualifying. Um, but, look, I, th I mean, to be fair, he's only had Bottas since Rosberg, so. Bottas was good in qualifying, though, so, just in the races. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's a difficult situation Toto's in, but, You'd say a good problem to have. But again, like, I I just feel like, you know, someone like Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, I don't know. I just, I f like they're not, they work better as a team. I feel like they work better as a team. And it's almost like with Mercedes, you've got Lewis, who's been so used to winning that compared to most drivers, Lewis is going to be the least kind of accepting of anything other than the best because he's not used to not being able to fight. Again, he's won a race in every season. He's raced in F1 bar last year. So, you know, he's always had a car that he can compete at least on the odd occasion right at the front. He's kind of not got that now. So he's understandably going to be like, come on, like, this has to change. And he wants number eight. And he knows that, you know, he's he's, he's not getting any younger. And, and Mercedes is his best shot. And he just needs to drag that team kicking and screaming to a to an 8-4 title. But, yeah, I've I, that's what I've got to say on it. I think they were both culpable um, today. It's weird saying today for that race. And, yeah, I think George just needs to maybe rethink his approach a bit here because I just don't think this is going to go well for him if he carries on the way he is. Again, that just that bit of entitlement I'm sensing that I get it, I get it, I get it. it's it's frustrating, it's a frustrating situation, but man, I think you just gotta play the team game a bit more than that. that. Play your outs, because you know, don't don't make yourself an enemy of Lewis, because I just don't think that's gonna go well for George. It's not looking good, Brev. Exactly, Patrick. It's not looking good. Anyway, I've talked about Mercedes for far too long. Let's talk now about Ferrari. Not bad. 
you know, not bad. Not too much to report on Ferrari, actually, really. Leclerc had a very clean race. Didn't see much of him. Science, his pace was pretty good. He wasn't happy with qualifying, but he was quite happy with his pace in the race. Um, he felt like he, I think Carlos had a bad pit stop. He felt he should have finished ahead of Lewis, but I think he had a bad pit stop, right? Or maybe they left him out too long. Not, uh, yeah, quiet race from Ferrari is usually a good thing. But, I, yeah, I know that Carlos post-race, he was talking out. Oh, was it left left him out too long? Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, I know Carlos Sanz was saying, yeah, they, may, they, they should really have been P5 in the end. So, yeah. But, yeah, Leclerc kept it clean, out-qualified Carlos. And, yeah, just... I've not got much to say about Ferrari, which is good. Well done, Ferrari. Well done. Maybe, maybe things are starting to... No, I'm not going to get carried away. Come on, it's Ferrari, but um, not bad. Not bad from the Grazia Ragazzi merchants. Not bad, but not quite as good as McLaren. Ooh. Ooh, where are my papayans? As many of you out there. And look, I'm just saying, right? When I had my little sit-down chat with Lando and Oscar, right? That was just before the British Grand Prix. Now... Since then, they've been pretty sick. So, you know, is that maybe part of the... Look, McLaren, McCluskey is my surname. McCookin. Look, I, what can I say, you know? Mika Hakkinen called it. He knew. Mika Hakkinen, my, my, my favourite F1 driver of all time. He was my guy. He was, growing up, I was a Hakkinen guy. Got to say, I was a Hakkinen guy in that McLaren, in that West McLaren. Beautiful. These two. And look, again, Oscar. To, for Oscar to out-qualify Norris, never been to Suzuka before in any motorsport discipline. To out-qualify Norris, put it P2. Very good. Very good, Oscar. Very good. Lando showed his quality in the race, for sure. Um, got the move done on Oscar at the start. It was a little bit of contentious. Well, I think just a little bit of miscommunication maybe where Oscar didn't let Lando through. But, you know, Oscar's going to play the team game. You know, maybe it was a bit, you know, it's, it's like Oscar. There's a difference between overly defending and just making a bit of a mistake. You know what I mean? I think maybe there's just probably just a bit of miscommunication there, I reckon. Kind of like with uh, in Monza when he hit Lando. I think that was just him just misjudging how little temperature he had in his tyres. But but yeah, um, Lando was quite comfortably quicker than Oscar. I mean, Oscar got the cheap, hard, kind of cheap VSC pit stop, didn't he? The VSC came out when he was halfway down the pit lane, um, which helped him. That put him in front of Norris, but then Norris was way quicker. So yeah, obviously Oscar's got some looking in to do to work out why his pace was quite quite significantly off of Lando's. Again, Lando was a bit held up by Checo under the VSC, so the gap between Oscar and him could have should have really been quite a bit bigger. Um, but yeah, Oscar's doing the right thing, man. He's a rookie, and Lando's exceptional. So you know, just take the P three. You know, thoroughly deserved. Um, keep going. Again, this he just seems egoless and just very um, methodical and dedicated to. Yeah, 
Oscar strikes me as a very, very smart lad. I think he's very smart. I think he's going to do what he needs to do to get the team on side, to give himself the best position, which is kind of, I think, I trust Oscar to be a bit more shrewd um, than probably Russell. I think this is where Russell's kind of almost trying to rush it and force it a bit too much. I think, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly, Yevon. Such contrast to Russell. Um, you need that cool head. And look, yeah, introvert vibes, new ice man. Yeah, man. It's hard to not like Oscar. It really is. Like he's he's seems like a very sound lad. And he he's like he's starting to kind of come out of his shell, I think, a bit more now in like the social stuff that they put out. You know, he's not a extravagant fella. And, you know, he he's here to do a job. And he's doing it very, very well. Very, very well. Um and yeah, Lando. Very good race from Lando. Again, Oscar pipped him in quali, but you know, gave Max something to think about around the outside and kept reasonably close to, to Max throughout. I mean, look, Lando's doing what he can. I've seen the there's that whole thing like he's got the most points in F1 history without scoring a win, which okay. I mean that doesn't mean anything. Like First of all, there's more points on offer now than ever. That's one thing. He's also got to that point total in less than half the races that Nico Hulkenberg took. And I still think that's an unfair thing to hit Nico Hulkenberg with. Look, it's a stat. That's the kind of Wikipedia stat that doesn't actually mean anything. That's the kind of stat that Toto Wolf is like. Eh. For, for Red Bull and, and Max, for Max to win 10 in a row, that is a stat that has meaning because it demonstrates like. How they managed that? 10 in a row is crazy. Like, most points without scoring, eh, whatever. Whatever. But, um, but yeah, it's just very good. It's just very good. Very good vibes from McLaren. They've turned it around. But again, the fact that McLaren have been able to jump up so high and, you know, on pace quicker than the Mercedes and Ferrari this weekend, have been quicker than the Mercedes and Ferrari on multiple other weekends... You know, it just demonstrates how badly Ferrari and Mercedes have fumbled the bag, given their privileged position that they were in at the start of these new regulations, with all of their resource, with, you know, McLaren have only just built their wind tunnel. You know, Ferrari, Mercedes didn't have these issues. They just messed up. They just went in the wrong direction. And, you know, McLaren pivoted, made the right choices to go down the Red Bull route. And they're, you know, they're... Uh, they're eating good right now. They're eating good right now. But think, think, look, things can change quickly, but that McLaren trajectory is phenomenal. And Stella, man, Stella is doing a stellar job. Is he? Isn't he? My goodness, Andrea Stella, very good. It was always a bit, oh, I wonder. But yeah, you look at his CV, you look at his track record, you know, it was what, at Ferrari for years, wasn't he? Moved to McLaren, has been at McLaren since like 2015, I think. I think when Fernando was was with Jensen, I think Stella was there. Um, yeah, McCookin indeed. Helita, what is Alpine's excuse? There is none, Rivethead. There is none. No excuse. Just Alpine. But there we go. Not much more to say on McLaren. Let's round it out. An hour and 21 minutes in, and we've not talked about Red Bull Racing. 2023 Constructors' Championships. First of all, Max Verstappen. Again, 
bang and drive for me. Great qualifying lap. Um, pushed, he didn't need to push that hard, and he did. GP challenged him to get a 28, and he got a 28. Um, and then in the race, again, a bit of a slow start, but held on, did what he needed to do, and didn't see him all race. Dominant win. Bosh. Can't ask for anything more. Done. Now, Checo. Thank you, Wincat, by the way, for the two euros. Checo fan. Glad it wrapped around from bad to funny. Look, Checo fans, I know this pain. I lived through 2020. I know what it's like to see your driver, who you believe in, and you believe has get slaughtered by Max Verstappen and also make a bunch of mistakes, okay? I, I, it's not a nice feeling. Okay, I know this, right? And look, at the end of 2020, I was like, I've got to say, you got to go for Perez. you got, you got to, you got to drop Albon and go for Perez because Albon's been bad and Perez has just come off one of the, his best seasons, arguably in his career in 2020. <laughs> Checo, bruv. Like, uh, mate, it's, it's so bad right now. It's so bad right now. Look, that poll I referenced earlier, right? Who, which season was worse? Which look? I mean, it's a very um, open to. I was. I literally put the poll out while I was having a. I was having a dump, and um, <laughs> it's currently eighty percent think Perez twenty twenty three. Now, of course, recency bias plays a huge role in that. Alex was miles off Verstappen in twenty twenty. Had plenty of stinkers. He took out Kvyat. I remember that in the Nurburgring. That was a shocker when he just swiped Kvyat. He had a bunch of shunts. I remember Bahrain, he had a shunt. He got lucky, really, in... Um, where was it? He got his two podium. He got lucky in Mugello because, like, everyone crushed out. He got lucky with his... Po- I understand, right? There's just caveat. I, Alex was terrible in 2020. It was also his second season in Formula 1. Look. Checo Perez is not going... The, 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 my issue, right? Checo's not going to get any better in this car. This car doesn't work for his style, okay? There's a really good video. I'd recommend it from um, Driver61, Scott Mansell. Big love to Scott. And he talks about, you know, and there's been lots of, you know, it's kind of quite well understood. Checo likes a more understeery car, less peaky car. Um, Max has the confidence to drive a car with more instability and can extract this performance. Checo, and so that in certain tracks, Checo is able to, you know, get more out of the car relative to, to Max because certain tracks cater to his style. In the same way, like, you know, K-Mag was saying about how, you know, the Haas was all right in Singapore because it was all 90 degree, degree corners. The Haas struggles in those more long, long profile corners, the medium high speed ones. This car, Max is not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, maybe end of 2028, he'll leave. So Red Bull will continue to develop this car. Max is still young. He's the poster boy of Red Bull racing and Formula One right now. He's dominating the sport. And if he continues this way, he will go down as one of the all-time greats. There's no question. This this level of performance is something we don't see very often, right? There is no reason that Red Bull will change their direction to suit Checo. They're going to keep going down this direction 
Developing a car that is, that's the thing. Max can, Max can live with the instability that comes with a quick car. You know, you, you take away stability for speed. And so many drivers would need, all right, no, 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 you need to give me more stability if that's going to lose a bit of speed. Max can live with it because he is exceptionally talented. That's not going to change. This, this is the thing, right? That's not going to change. So Checo is going to continue to struggle with this car. It's easy to forget. This is Checo's, this will be Checo's third season at Red Bull. 2021, 22, 23. He'll have had three full seasons at this team. And right now, it's the worst it's ever been, really. Him and like that relative gap to Max. You would expect with time that Checo would. This is, is painful to watch. It's painful. It's it's honestly like a driver of Checo's. I, I, I honestly I <laughs> I find it a bit like when I reflect, because this is going to, unfortunately, this is going to define Checo's career, I think, in a lot of people's minds. This this stint at Red Bull. All his podiums in a Force India, you know, delivering way above where that team, you know, was was all right, way above, maybe not. He delivered when those opportunities presented itself, right? He's got plenty of podiums to his name, which a driver like Hulkenberg wasn't able to manage, right? 2020, exceptional season. One in Bahrain from the back. Like, all of that will... He's going he's, he's to be remembered as a Barrichello. And I think that... No shade to Barrichello at all, but like, this car... It's the same as Ricardo. Like Ricardo went into McLaren, got into a car that didn't work with his style. Daniel and Checo are of the same generation. They're both in like 33, maybe 34. You know, you can't, you can't, once you get to that, say, if a car doesn't work for you, you're not going to have the, the, what's the word? you're not going to be able to change that instinctive style. Like Daniel's said this loads and, and Checo's gone on record and said this loads. Again, check, check out um, Driver61, Scott Mansell's video. That they're having to think about the driving, you know? Oh, is, is, that, is that Hannah trying to come in? I'm still streaming, Hannah. This is this is a banger stream. Oh my God, is it Minton? Minton? Is you disrupting the stream? Come on. Don't, don't run it. Close the door, Han, so you can't run away. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> right, Minton, what are you... What, 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 sorry. It's just... Uh, I'm not going to apologise, because I know you like to, like to see Minton. And you got to see Minton without me putting an ad break on. I'm not going to bother. This is a very long stream. Um, hello, buddy. Who's that? They're your fans. The stream has peaked. How dare you, D4? How dare you? And we've got 1,337 viewers. Which we all know what that number means, if you're my age anyway. Um, what was I saying? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't see any way in which this gets any better for Checo. Like, all I see is that, yeah, at these odd street circuits, he'll be closer. But again, like, <sighs> Max, I don't feel like we'll see what we saw in... 
you know, Baku, for example, next year. What we saw this year where Checo got ahead and stayed ahead. I just don't think we'll see that next year. I think Max won't <coughs> Max won't allow that to happen. So this will continue to be a painful experience for Checo. He's not going to win a title in a Red Bull with Max as his teammate. It's not going to happen. And it just makes me wonder, like, you know, Checo's already come out and, and said, you know, what about keeping his options open for 2025? He's talked about, you know, he's obviously the... He's been in F1 for a long time. He's got a family. He's got kids. I don't know, man. Like, I just, I struggle to, I struggle to see how Checo justifies, just on like a human level, carrying this on. Because, I mean, Albon, obviously, he's a junior, young driver, took a battering from like, you know, fans, media, Gasly the same took a batter in, and particularly Gasly, particularly Gasly because there was no precedent. You know, he was the first driver to come in after Ricardo, um, and he lasted six months in the team, and then knocked it on the head. Well, uh, they swapped him, and he did a great job in the Toro Rosso, you know. They, Gasly was really good, that 2019 Toro Rosso, when he went back. Um, got that P2 at Brazil, didn't he? <sighs> I just, I don't, it's not, I, I don't see how it gets any better for Checo. And I just think it's just, it's sad. It's getting to a point now, it's just, because that's the thing, right? With Gasly and Albon, they were unknowns, right? Gasly had done all right at Toro Rosso, got a shot at Red Bull, not done great. Went back to Toro Rosso and then rebuilt his career and, and proved himself. And now he's, he's, he's a good F1 driver. Albon, you know, was lucky to get the F1 shot in the first place at Toro Rosso. He was going to race in Formula E. Got the seat. Did well in 2019. Did very well in 2019, I think. Like, relatively speaking. And then, mudded in 2020. You know, he's got this shot at Williams and he's been able to re rebuild his career. You know, Checo's had a long-standing career in Formula 1. It was very against the grain for Red Bull to sign him. But they did it. And he did the job that they needed him to do in 2021. But once that, you know, that was that was the that was the job for Checo to help Max in 2021. That was that was that job that year, and he did that, and he did what he needed to do enough of the time to actually help more than Bottas did for sure. But then 2022, and you know, he gets the idea that he wants to win a title, and it's not it's not going to happen. But it's not just not winning a title. It's just getting absolutely thumped. Like, so consistently. I mean, seven tenths to max in qualifying. And then another stinker of a race where he does another stupid lunge. It's like carbon copy of what he did to Albon on Magnussen. You've got, you know, arguably, arguably the most dominant F1 car of all time. Right up there with... You know, the 2004 Ferrari, um, Schumacher, up there with, what, 2020 uh, Lewis's Mercedes, 92 Williams, right? It's up there. And Checo's just making these desperate lunges towards the back. Yeah, he was un yeah Checo was unlucky to get caught out at the start. But a lunge like that, man, it just, it just screams of a driver who's just driving with, like, desperation and, and there doesn't seem to be any, you know... That's, the season started well, you know, and he, he seemed to be driving with freedom and 
And I think Miami was just, that was it. We had Miami and it's gone. And it's just, it's getting to that. It's, it's just, it's just sad to watch. Like we've had, ultimately we've had three seasons of Max battering him. 2021 was acceptable because of the title fight that was going on. And, you know, Checo did his job enough, right? That was fine. But Max still battered him in 21, but it was like, whatever. But it's, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's sad. It's, it's very sad. And again, that's not gonna, yeah, 12 years of experience tells you not to launch that move. And, and it's 12 years of experience that, again, it's going to come down to, he will be remembered as this guy who just got battered by Max Verstappen, which again, look, Barrichello, right? Him getting battered by Schumacher, like Schumacher is one of the greatest to ever do it. So that's not, no, Bottas getting battered by Hamilton. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. Like, it's it's a critique, but you kind of just if you're gonna take that seat, you're just kind of gonna have to like what would you what would you rather be? Would you rather be remembered as a Barrichello Bottas Perez driver, right? Getting battered by these absolute icons of the sport? Or would you rather be remembered as a I don't know, as a maybe one Pablo Montoya? Like a very good driver who just didn't quite get the opportunity to kind of be up there and win. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo, the problem is the McLaren stint, that's kind of skewed his perception a bit. But like Daniel Ricciardo pre-McLaren, you know. Like, how would you want to be remembered? What what would you rather... Yeah, Montoya's a legend, but he, he you know, didn't really come close to a world title. You know what I mean? Like he... And yeah, yeah John Lazy's probably a good... You know, and Perez must like understand and know that, yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. So if he's not going to win a world title or Red Bull, look, it comes down to what do these drivers, what do these drivers want? What's the motivation? Especially when, look, I'm a 30-year-old man, right? I can, I feel like I could somewhat sympathize. Your priorities change over time, okay? I'm doing certain things next year and I'm not doing other things next year based off what I want to do in life. And... My priorities have changed since I was 25 and 20. And in part because of this little sausage dog, who's my son, who I love very dearly. Hello, boy. You're beautiful. Very sleepy boy today. Um, yeah, but I just, I don't know, man. It just, it's, it's just, it's just sad to watch. It's, it's very, it's very sad to watch. And I don't know. I, I, it's I there's been talk, you know, is there some kind of clause like if Checo doesn't get second, would there be a break clause? I don't know. Look, Red Bull have the money to pay off anyone if they really want to. Checo obviously brings a huge amount of support um in the kind of Latin American region. You know, that's and there's a lot of sponsors on that car that that come via Checo. And his support, which you know, Red Bull like Red Bull Racing like money as much as anyone else. You know, that's that only helps his cause to to stay in the seat. But I don't know just that how much longer if if, if I can try if 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 you if you and I if we can try and put ourselves in his head, which no one else can, right? But if you're in that position, I could just like because you know you're not going to win a title against Verstappen. You might get the odd win. You're going to get battered most weekends. And there's, unfortunately, when any driver is being consistently beaten by their teammate by more than, 
at four tenths or more, I think, they're going to be consistently criticised for it. Sorry, that's sport. That's that's what it's nothing personal. Like when Albon was getting battered by Verstappen, he was getting a lot of fair criticism. He was getting some unfair criticism as well, and so Checo. But like most of the criticism was fair and valid and just. And you say got to take the Rosberg route, but I don't, I don't think Checo's got the ability. You got to remember, like Lewis and Nico were of a similar age. They came up through the system together. Don't think Nico had the raw pace of of Lewis, but Nico had the. He was close. He was Nico's way closer to Lewis than Checo is to Max. I'm sorry, like clear as day as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, it's just um, oh, thank you, Lulu, for these six uh, euros. Minton jump scare. Bless stream ahead. Well, the stream is coming to an end soon because Daddy's been talking for far too long, hasn't he, Minton? Yes, he has. Um, yeah, look, is what it is with Checo. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that I just, I don't want to see him getting peppered anymore. Because I like Checo. Checo does great things. Like, he seems like a really sound bloke. He does amazing, like, charity work. Um, back in Mexico, working with schools. Like, he's donated literally millions. Like, he's a good guy. Like, he's a good guy and he's, he's, he's pulled out some incredible performances over the years, particularly when he was in that Force India you know, winning in Bar- um, Bahrain, what a, what a performance that was. But, man, it's not good. But, but there you go. Not much more to say on that. Thank you all for joining me for a bumper stream. For a 4 out of 10 race, which it's a 4 out of 10, because it's a 4 out of 10. I still managed to talk for ages. But there's, 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 there's topics to dive into in there. So, thank you all for joining me. Please remember to like the stream um, if you got this far on YouTube. Um, If you... Ooh, actually, yeah. If you got this far on the YouTube stream or the VOD after the fact, go into the comments and type Tomo's with uh, my new stickers for uh, the, uh, the little merch drop that's coming very soon. Don't forget to register your interest. TomosRacingGoods.com linked uh, below. <sighs> Exciting. Been a long time coming. Someone said eight out of ten. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, put that in the and and you can put it in the live chat as well. And put, just make sure you put it in the comments down below. Feed the algorithm. Feed it. Mm, feed the algorithm. And yeah, I'm gonna. I'm ex- I've got a really good idea for this week's video. Actually, I'm really excited to do this week's video. Because it's a cool, different idea that I've not done before. And I think it's going to be really good. So, probably Wednesday, new video. Um, Again, don't forget to check out um, the audio-only version of this that's going to go up. And I'm going to try and make some short form out of this as well. And post it on TikTok. Because I feel like I should be posting more short form. We'll see. So, thank you again for coming. For joining me for an hour and 39 minutes. Say goodbye, Minton. Ciao, adios. We're done. Sorry, audio-only people who can't see Minton. And um, I will see you soon. I'm going to... I still don't feel tired, actually, considering I've only had three three hours kept. But yeah. Cheers, everyone. Stay stay blessed, as Lewis would say. Used to say. Not really anymore. Um, And well done, Red Bull constructors. Um, Deserving, especially with Max at the wheel. But there you go. And sort it out, Checo. Sort it out, Sergeant. Not good enough.
I'm done. Goodbye, everyone.